Why didn't you go to the diner today? <sighs> well, I don't know. I made eggs for my parents and my kids. Yeah, but the diner would have been quite a treat for everyone. Yeah, maybe we'll go. No, breakfast only. Uh, breakfast for lunch. I refuse to call it brunch. Oh. I never. Yeah. I, I will never call it brunch, even if I go out to something that would be considered brunch. No. No, I'm going to breakfast. Only liners for you. No, none of those. None of those stupid <laughs> combos. Dunch. You ever hear dunch? You hear people use no. dunch? No. What's dunch? Dinner and lunch? Uh, dunch sounds like a person who took this big, goopy crap on the sidewalk. That's what that sounds yeah. like to me. He took a dunch. Yeah, that's what. I'm going to dunch. <laughs> he really dunched up the toilet. Yeah, it's disgusting. And people just throw this word around. No, nobody says dunch. Haphazardly. It's a real thing. Look it up. Linner is the way to go. No, people call it dunch. Or at least I, I, I knew of a place, but I can't remember what that place was because uh-huh. I rightly blocked it from my mind. There's a place that served dunch. Uh-huh. A big, goopy ball of dunch. How about some some like weird combination of like dinch. No. How about no combination? How about dinch? No. Dinch is good. No. How about No. What's the what's the point? Uh-oh. What about lynch? What food are you? <laughs> I can't call it lynch. What food are you eating? <laughs> With an i, not a y. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that because I was just automatically dismissing whatever you said, so I wasn't actually even listening to you. Oh, cool! And then you That's said, "Really cool of you." Well, because I said no, and you didn't respect that boundary. I said a no boundary. I didn't want any combination of any of these different meals, and you just kept going. Wow. So you can so say, sorry. you can say that I am a jerk for not listening. I listened to you during other conversations. Do you? But I think. That in this case, I was allowed not to listen, and therefore I didn't hear that you said something would be very offensive to many people. <laughs> sure. It didn't even register. Wow. That's how dedicated you are to not squishing these words together. Well, as you as you know, I like to squish a lot of words together. Like genuine deli is the bodega near me, and I call it gen del. Um, actually, that's the only thing I do it with, I think, is delis. <laughs> right. I do it with a just lot of delis, just New York delis. Yeah. Well, that's not true because on uh, Papa John's you call it PPJs. Yeah, because it's pizza, pizza Papa John's. Pizza if you look, Papa John's. If you look at the sign, the pizza's at top, and uh, I just yeah. like saying PPJs because it starts making fun of the people. It starts out as making fun of the people who would do such a thing, and then it actually works its way in, and it's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that. I've like said, you know cool things that are you know the cool kids are saying i've said i've said them as a joke and then i start using them i think that's how all of this slang works yeah some people are using it then other people come in and mock it and they're using it in that manner but then it just works its way into everyone's vernacular except i refuse to say look if you're going out and you're having a meal just because it's past 11 a.m if it's eggs if it's pancakes, flapjacks, you're having breakfast. You don't need to call it brunch. And I understand that brunch is... Yeah, brunch is way more than just having breakfast at lunch. Well, it's it's a, a culture. Yeah, it's a social event. Yeah. Bottomless samosas. I want a Bloody Mary with a hamburger attached to it. 
So and pickle mm. and uh, banana peppers. So it's the and culture. Olives <laughs> it's, and lime. It's the culture that I'm rebelling against. I guess not yeah. necessarily the combination, but the kind of people who would call it liner or spherical steaming dunch. <laughs> I have a question for you. Okay. What is something that if a newspaper people- with blood all over it? <laughs> what's black what and red all over? Um uh what's something that you do that you may look at someone else doing that thing and judge it as harshly as you might judge someone who is really into brunching? Living. Living? Yeah. I judge most people for just living and existing. But then it's hard because you then live and exist. Yeah, I mean, of course, most of these things are, well, they're not all projections because I don't enjoy brunch. I don't enjoy anything about brunch. So I'm not hating on myself because I really secretly enjoy brunch. Oh, yeah. Well, who doesn't love a breakfast at a leisurely time? I don't care what time you eat it. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you that who doesn't like that? But what you don't like is the um, the spectacle over like, we're brunching. Want to come brunch with us? We're brunching. Yeah. And the fact that it has become such a thing that there are lines for it. People I wait. I had a 14-hour brunch yesterday. I'm wasted. Well, those bottomless mimosas, they've they phased a lot of those out for that reason. They would put time limits on them, actually. I think they yeah. still exist. But it's like, all the mimosas you can drink for sixteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. two hours. I love, love mimosas. Absolutely love. I was really into champagne for a while. So was I. I would just drink Cooks straight out of the bottle. So sweet. When Delicious. I, when I lived uh, on 1660 Peachtree Street when I was 22 and I would look at MySpace until 3 a.m. <laughs> drunk out of my mind. We should have been friends back then. Oh, wait, we were. Yeah, I don't know where you were, though. Yeah, I don't either. When was this? I was around. I was at your Peachtree apartment. 2004? Yeah, I was definitely around. Hey, where were you living at that point? Um, it's hard to say. Vinings? Smyrna? That's where Julia Roberts is from. Wow. Smyrna. Weirdo brother. She's embarrassed by it and never comes up. Yeah, because he's a weirdo. Well, I meant Smyrna. Oh, Smyrna. Maybe the brother, too. What's up with the brother? I don't know anything about the brother. I forget. I think there's some drug abuse. Well, that's what makes him a weirdo? No. Also, just like a weirdo. Turn it on. You're the problem. You're the you're the reason people who are addicted to drugs don't come out because you just said, "Oh, he's a real weirdo." There's there are things wrong with him. And then yeah. I, I ask you what it is, and he's like, "I think he used drugs." Well, listen, I would have prepared myself. What's his name? Robert Roberts. <laughs> no, that's the uh, that guy's the basis for Clive Cliverson. Oh my bad, Eric uh, Roberts on the other radio show. Robert. Just Roberts. look at him. He's a weirdo. What's his name? Eric Roberts. What does he do? I don't remember what he did. King of Gypsies? This guy's famous. No, Julia Roberts' brother. He's not the King of Gypsies. Oh, wait. Yes, he is. Yeah. Then when you're talking, this guy has his own successful career. He's not he a bum. He's successful. He's, I didn't say he was a bum. 
She shouldn't be ashamed of him at all. I forget. Yeah, this guy's in the Batman Why? films. The Nolan yes. Batman films. Hold on. I never even knew. I had no clue that, that this guy was that guy. Oh, yeah. There you go. That that guy was this guy. This guy is that guy. He looks perfectly fine. He looks cool. The, I know. I'm telling you. This Listen, this was before. He was a weirdo. I cannot remember. You Fortunately, just, this is, he wasn't always like that. 1991, Eric became a father. His girlfriend, Kelly Cunningham, gave birth to their daughter, Emma, who turned out to be a very promising actress. Okay. Unfortunately, at the time, Eric's life wasn't the easiest. A few years before the birth of the daughter, he was addicted to drugs and alcohol, which is why he was. He also repeatedly brought to justice. Kelly decided to leave her rowdy partner, the, and Julia unexpectedly took her side and even helped her seek sole custody. Julia severed her relationship with her brother in the early 90s. It was believed that the reason was his addiction and behavioral problems associated with him, including aggression. Why Eric was addicted to banned substances is still in question. What a stupid thing to say. All right, so it was. It was just drug use and the way you just threw him to the curb and everyone else did. Look, she had to distance herself for whatever reason. If he's abusive, if he's aggressive, then sure, you can't deal with it anymore. But that's all All the, the public knows. Like, that guy's fucked. Well, he, he was in an accident. And he had neurological damage. And it's not even his fault then. Listen, ba- I... He's a faulty I, computer. Yeah. <laughs> Short-circuiting. Didn't I say at the beginning of this that... He's an interesting person, but a drug addict. That was <laughs> I don't think I don't. I don't think he said that at all. <laughs> I really did feel that. Short circuiting. I shouldn't say it. Neurological condition. Short circuiting. That would be my defense if I ever yeah. went to court for whatever. I short circuited. I did wake up once at three a.m. on the couch and I was angry that I was on the couch and I took a frying pan and hit myself in the head. So I would incite that incident as. Uh, Why the, would you do that? I was. I was. How dare I fall asleep in my clothes eight? on the couch? You were eight, though, at the time, so. Yeah, 38. Oh. I wasn't 38. Wait. I was probably 35. <laughs> what was going on in your life that that's something that seemed to make that, sense? I don't know. We can explore that in a different episode. <laughs> All right, let's get started. One topic, uh, Greg hits himself in the head with a frying pan. <laughs> what's wrong with Greg? And then the next episode, what's right with Autumn? Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Uh, I think it's my week. Is yeah, it? I was gonna say I don't know whose week it is. I think it's my week, right. um, but the week is gonna the topic's gonna pertain to your week. So I think that's why <laughs> okay. it gets confusing. We're just yeah. jumping straight into it. Uh, I wanted to bring up grandparents for this week's topic because your parents are in town. Yeah. And you know it was my dad's birthday the other day, and I got pictures and. He's a grandparent, and my nephew's sitting on his lap. And uh, I was just thinking about grandparents, and I thought, let's make that the topic. Grandparents. Cool. When parents get a redo, when they get a chance to make up for all the fucked up things they did when they were parents. (laughs) Yeah. The dudes have uh, less circulating testosterone. Maybe they don't get as angry. The, the 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 women don't have as much responsibility or at least uh, the burden is off of them for, you know, rearing 
this child. They just kind of get to do the fun parts. Hold on. Going back to now we're on parents for a second, but uh, the, te- the testosterone and the aggr- uh-huh. you're implying some aggressive nature here with what have you experienced? Where does this oh, come from? I, I didn't experience any aggression, but I mean, I know some of my uh, an uncle in particular who has passed since passed away, RIP. But uh, when he was when I was younger and he, I guess, obviously was younger, that he was, uh, you know, pretty annoyed by all the cousins and his own kids. Of course, he loved them, but he also was like, <laughs> did he pretty tough? Hold on. Yeah, of course. Did he? he but he's tough. I, I, I always love the way people have to prep, but he loved them. He was nasty. He was tough. He was maybe yeah. a bit abusive. I don't know physically. I don't want, I don't know about him, but this is yes. a generalized thing. He was a bit uh-huh. abusive too. He spanked them and uh, you know emotionally screamed at them, but he loved them. He really just loved them. Okay, listen, I wouldn't be talking about it if it had gone too far. <laughs> I wouldn't bring it up as something, but I mean, you know, he had five kids, so he couldn't have hated kids that much. I, but he, he just I guaranteed like- he hated kids. I don't know because he just wanted to have sex and it just kept happening. No one sets out to have five kids. Oh well, some people. Uh, listen, do. I don't know. Mormons. I don't know what. Maybe some people do, but I don't know the situation. Whatever it is, I remember him being like pretty mean, the mean uncle. And then as he got older, he started to get way more relaxed. And then he was a totally different man around the grandkids because the still tea not dropped? like the warmest man ever or anything. But he still was just totally, totally different. And. That's what happens as you get older. You have less circulating testosterone to like make kind of eases up your, I don't know, your temper probably. I mean, I'm not denying that maybe that has something to do with it. People do tend to calm down and the big yeah. T certainly makes people aggressive. Yeah. Um, I just five kids. It's like, yeah, yeah, I would lose my mind too. You lose your the autonomy. The last two were twins. You lose your autonomy with one kid. But why? Yeah. it's still a choice. It's still a choice. But he, I mean, he was, you know, the husband and he had a, a high paying profession. So I think that he worked. He was working. Yeah. Well, and so that was that's where he felt his responsibility was was. And his wife's responsibility was in the home. And let's give her more work as my workload increases. As I advance my career, her career should also advance. Here's another <laughs> kid. Listen, this is your experience of that. Who knows what their experience? No, I don't know them I at all. Know. So it's not fair to put any of that on them. When no. you bring up your <laughs> uncle, I'm just speaking then generalized. I'm taking him and just using him as a vehicle to speak. Okay. In these umbrella statements, I have no clue who he was. I I listened to you, uh, unlike the pre-show where I didn't listen to you. So no, I, I, I would I would believe you. Just kidding. I'll tell you what the truth is, and I'll tell you what to <laughs> think and what you feel. Okay. <laughs> That's my new approach. Um, all right. So you know, getting back that. To, to grandparents, I do. I was just thinking of the role. And, you know, my dad, um, when I was growing up, he was working and he wasn't around a lot. He worked strange hours. He would leave the house at four in the morning. He would get back at 6 p.m. Um, even with that, he was present in my life and he was around and he coached the soccer team when I was a kid. And when I played soccer in high school, for example, he would make it to every game, even away games. So he wasn't absent, but he's absent quite a bit because of work. And, you know, when he had his retirement uh, a few years ago and I went to that and everyone at work celebrating him and, you know, everyone seemed to genuinely like him. 
Um, you know, and then he called me up and like started crying and thanked me. The rest of my family wasn't there yet. Um, but he did the same thing later and, you know, thanked me for putting up with him being at work all the time. Oh, and now, so because that's in his head, like he's constantly around because my sister lives not far. Well, here's the thing. My sister lives in the same neighborhood as my parents, but I swear to God, it's a 20 minute drive. <laughs> From, yeah. From my Why parents is it house. so far? Because Why is it so far in the same? What kind of, you know, uh, suburban sprawl kind of neighborhood that is? It's the definition of it. <laughs> suburban sprawl is defined by Bridge Mill in Canton, Georgia. <laughs> it is the epitome of it. It's like, we live in the same neighborhood. It's like, yeah, it takes 15 to 20 minutes. My mom insists it's 12 minutes. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe it's 12 minutes in the same still, neighborhood is still long in a car. Yeah. In a car. <laughs> okay. And you factor in neighborhood speeds at 25 miles per hour, which nobody goes. People at least come. No, if you're going a decent, like not too fast and not like the actual 15 miles an hour speed limit, then yeah, it still takes too long to get there. So because but anyway, they, so what's your dad doing? Well, because they live in the same neighborhood, both my parents and look, my mom didn't work and she was around, um, growing up and she was a good mom uh despite her anxiety which she instilled into me um, and she insists that it <laughs> doesn't existed. doesn't exist um both of them are like highly involved but well, for my mom i think it makes more sense as a grandmother you know if we were joking of as it being a career but it is it was like it's a lot of work three kids and maintaining the home whatever you want to say about you're that. talking about you and your siblings yeah yeah. Talk about, you know, that dynamic. It's a different argument if it, you know, it's an outdated, archaic dynamic. Sure. But, um, you know, that goes away and then you have the opportunity to do it again. You know, as you're getting older, maybe it offsets some of that. But I feel as though my dad and maybe this applies to a lot of grandparents, not all of them, because his parents were totally different, which we can get into. Um, but, yeah, he's around and involved constantly. And part of it, I'm sure he actually enjoys it. But part of me thinks Hmm, I wonder if he's been thinking about he wasn't around a lot and he's trying to make up for it. It could be that. It could be that um, because he's retired, that he's bored. Yeah, he certainly is you know? bored because he has a pathological. Like, Fill my time. Fill my time with something. He's a pathological need to do something at all times. I'm Can't, finding uh, how I'm. That has. That is where I, uh, when I don't have enough to do, I start to get a little weird. And spirally you do you go insane yeah. when you don't have anything to do yeah it's not you okay. get weepy yeah <laughs> and i get yeah i get um i guess depressed i think you need to and now we're off topic again but i think you need to spend three weeks alone and learn to become okay with it no i would come out as after that weird like german sleep deprivation experiment that stupid picture <laughs> of that person <laughs> So you, like an alien with the teeth. <laughs> That's you, what I would look like. You need to uh, yeah, <sighs> put yourself. It's like, I'm scared of spiders. And then you get into a coffin and they put spiders all over you. Okay. <laughs> You're talking about uh, exposure therapy? Yeah. And so, yeah a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of a box that a person would get into. Okay. It makes the most sense, doesn't it? The coffin has nothing to do with spiders. This is just a box we have for it do, you. It, I mean, it's easier to get a hold of a coffin than a plexiglass box or something. <laughs> this isn't Fear you Factor. Get, you have to call the, the producers from Fear Factor, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the prop people there. They well, have it. They kept plexiglass in business, that them and the NHL, for quite a while. Yeah. And now plexiglass has fallen off. 
because there's no TV production, and I guess the NHL is going back on, so whatever. I was going to say it was shut down, but it's not. Did your grandparents like hockey? But <laughs> um, ow, I did it. I don't know. Okay. I can't say. So, so your dad, he's, no, no, he's no, no, maybe. No, I'm just, that's the end of that thought. I'm just, I was just thinking, um, you know, as grandparents and the role that it plays in people's lives. And, you know, they were certainly pushing. And I told them early on, I'm the oldest. I'm like, you're not getting grandkids from me. So not anytime soon, at least. Yeah. So uh, leave me alone. And then they moved to my sister. And she she's given them two now. Do you think that she felt pressured? No, it's exactly. Or was that her? She just liked that. Anyone who has a kid because their parents are pressuring them is an idiot. Anyone has a kid because society is pressuring them. That was her sole reason behind it. But I'm saying, did do you think that they pressured her? No, because she still waited until she was 31 or something. Oh, okay. Which is I don't think is old, but you know, traditionally, it's like old maid. Parents. Yeah, that's true. Spinster. The library. Um, do you think that your parents are different with the grandkids than maybe well, you saw them with you and your siblings? Well, here's the other thing. When you're parents, you actually have to be a parent. You don't get to be the friend, which is a part of the problem, I think, today. All these people, like, I just want to be liked by everyone, including my own kids. I can't handle it if nobody or if somebody doesn't like me. If they don't like me, it's very difficult for me. Some of their kids, they want to be their pal. We're going to run around and we're friends and we'll talk about everything openly and honestly. And we're going to sit together and do each other's nails. Okay, wait a minute. Some of those things are fine. What? Speaking open, openly? Openly and honestly and doing each other's nails? That's yeah, but, not but openly and honestly. Enmeshment or anything. Openly, openly and honestly, sometimes kids don't want to talk to their parents about a certain thing, like maybe sex. Yeah. It'd be nice if you could go to your parents and talk to them about sex, but you don't want to do it. And any parent who's pushing to talk about sex with their kids other than here is where kids come from instead of lying to them, telling them the truth that it is sex and then teaching them to be safe with it. Outside of that, any parent who wants the details of their kid's sex life, there is something wrong with it and you should when I'm just their pal and we'll talk about this oh Brandon wasn't nice to you he had sex with you and then stopped talking to you get out of here that's what no, friends that's are for yeah, that's that's what you're talking about is not uh, allowing your child to individuate from you you know and that starts early on where it's like you know you don't let them do certain things because you're like no I do it you know what I mean like I'll make their sandwich even if they're totally capable of doing it yeah, or and it's little tiny ways but then yeah as they get older maybe you don't see them as an individual who doesn't want to talk to you about something so one of the joys though I think of if you parent correctly where you're not the friend one of the joys of being a grandparent is alright that's someone else's job now that's my kid's job now I can just be the fun nice person yeah who just, a little candy before dinner. Yeah. Don't tell your mommy. And then the kid always tells the mom because look what grandma gave me. Can't keep God secrets. Damn it, shut up. Yeah. So, you know, the part of that's at play too, I think with my parents and they seem happy and I'm not, I'm not opposed to any of it, but you know, with your parents being in town mm-hmm. and um, I know that it's a help always when they're around. Yes. And I was just yeah, it's great. curious as to what the dynamic there is like. Well, my relationship with them, I guess, is more of the parenting show, but their relationship with the kids, um, my mom is, it's funny, I I see the way that she behaves with the kids or if um, they do something wrong and they need to be 
disciplined, you know, or punished in some way. She like looks at me with like worried eyes, you know, like, oh, isn't it okay if they don't want to? I'm like, no, they're not allowed to do that. Like, get the fuck out of here, you know? And I wonder if she did that to me growing up. Like, oh, Autumn didn't mean it. She, she didn't mean to, you know, do this or that. And uh, I wonder if that has affected me in some way. But like I said, that's the parenting thing. So I'm trying to see them as grandparents. Uh, my dad is pretty, like, I'll be here. I'll be here. You know, I'm here. I I'll talk with the kids and we'll laugh and I'll teach. I'll, I'll do little, he does little magic tricks for them or, um, but he mostly just wants to like chill. But he's also seventy three. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to chill at that age? Yeah. He's he doesn't want to do a ton. Um, but my mom is like on the floor with them, you know, playing, you know, showing them her iPad games. <laughs> and then the kids are asking to download those games, even though they're stupid like bubble shooter games and stuff, uh, and not educational in any way. Which of course is fine, but I'm just saying she's she's that. And uh, yeah, dad, my dad wants to give them little treats. You know, like he bought them a Twinkie today at the grocery store for them. Uh, yeah, they play. They play with them. But it's not. I think I think that it's a lot like when I was growing up. I don't feel like they're doing anything different. I'm thinking about the first people I ever got excited about knowing I was going to see. And I feel like that was my grandparents too. Yeah. Which was always cool. It's a cool thing to be so excited that someone's just coming. Even if it yeah. does mean, I know I'm going to get spoiled by them and get, you know, I can ask for things. Outside of that, like, there was an excitement to see them. It wasn't just completely, I'm going <laughs> to benefit with candy or toys. So my mom was really worried about being the long distance grandmother she really didn't want to do that. She felt like that was going to hinder her relationship with the kids. And I had to, I just, I had to like shake her almost and be like, it doesn't matter. The kids are going to love the shit out of you because you're a grandma. It doesn't matter how far away you live. Like I said, I loved my grandparents and we lived in Georgia and they were up in Maryland. And I didn't, I didn't think like, Oh, you know, I don't really know grandma that well. <laughs> It wasn't like that. It was amazing. I loved going to see them and to be there at their house. Well, that was the thing with my mom's parents who lived in Philadelphia. And yeah. I love Philadelphia. And some of that, I think, is tied to just going up there when I was a kid. The excitement yeah. of that and then getting to that city. Um, I also like it for other reasons because I think it's a cool city that's underrated and overlooked. And so be it. Yeah, it's close to New York. And then you have Boston up that way, too, up this way. Mm -hmm. And uh, people just skip over Philadelphia, so whatever. But, you know, they lived in Philadelphia. My dad's parents also lived in Philadelphia, but they moved to Georgia close to us. I feel like 1990, oh boy, I don't even know, two, three? Okay. And I wasn't as close to them. They were the closer grandparents, and yeah, the long distance thing didn't matter as much, even though my mom's parents made a real effort to come visit. Every Christmas they would come down. Yeah. Um, but they were certainly the grandparents I was closer to. And I, I wonder if it's always a dynamic, if there's one set that you prefer over yeah. the other. See, I didn't really have a chance to uh, favor one or the other because um, I never met my grandfathers. 
Um, both of them had died before I was born. And my dad's mom died when I was five or six. And then I mostly just grew up with my mom's mom who died in 96. So you only had really one grandparent around for a little bit of time. I mean, time. I really remember my dad's mom. There were a lot of like, I don't know what, I don't know why, but I just really connect with her for some reason. But yeah, the one that I grew up with, not with, cause she was also still far away, but still like the one that I was, that I grew up with was yeah. 96. So how old are you? How old are you? 96. 14. 14. Yeah, my grandparents, I guess. All of them, the last one just died in May. And the first one didn't die until 2014 in June. So I was 32 at that point. So I didn't have a death of a grandparent until I was 32. Although the grandparents for me were my first introduction to the thought of death. Well, it was where I focused a lot of my anxiety about death. I'm like, they're the oldest people I know. They're going to be the first ones to go probably. And then I remember as a kid thinking... Uh, and having dreams often about, you know, one of them, both of them, on one side, all of them dying. Uh, so, yeah, that was also, you know, thinking, I really like them, but I'm glad I'm not old like them. Right. And then what it, how it must be so strange to just be old and worry about dying constantly. These are my thoughts mm-hmm. in middle school, especially. I remember for some reason walking to a class and I don't know if I was supposed to see my grandmother that day or something, but it was on top of my mind. I was like, ah, she's old. I'm glad I'm not that age. And those are my thoughts. Um, and also, you know, I, building on what I said before, uh, as you, when you're a kid, I think you can sense if someone's interested in you or not. Right. They're somewhat, I don't want to say that they're, my dad's parents were indifferent, but they weren't as engaging and they didn't right. seem as interested. And I think that's maybe why I didn't, take to them as much as my mom's parents and I can't name a specific example nothing happened right there wasn't an, an event or an incident they just weren't as maybe enthusiastic no and look they did their own thing once they yeah. retired they would go to Tucson Arizona for months out of the year in the winter <laughs> and fine whatever they lived hard lives where you know my grandmother was half Jewish during World War two in berlin had to hide with forged papers and uh, what happens if you're half jewish back then you're still you're not pure okay just as bad you're still jewish yeah just as how bad. come you couldn't pretend that you weren't jewish um i don't know that's a good question i think at first maybe if you knew what was going on you could well i i don't know what the records were and how they yeah. were able to tell but is it just because of the names a lot of those names, actually, I, from what I remember reading, is things like Goldwater. Yeah. It's like slang, a nasty slang for like piss. Oh, really? Which is like last names were given by uh, Germany. I think a lot of times maybe they didn't have last names, but these names were assigned quite often. Okay. So a lot of them are derogatory or that's why it's like, you know, silver and stuff because they're greedy and selfish. And right. that's why those names are there so i don't know i don't know how they knew for sure yeah anyway so i think a lot of people turned themselves over too because they didn't know at first really what was up yeah like yeah okay and then they registered because they were supposed to yeah so anyway you know and then anyway. my grandfather fought in world war ii for germany but he was 16 i always have to bring yeah. that up 
He was, he was just near the end of the war, and he was drafted. And like, you're getting yeah. in there. It's like, okay. But as soon as it was, it was over, you know, they met each other in some boat coming over. Well, my grandmother actually was married to another American first, got divorced, went back to Germany, then was coming. Really? Yeah, then was coming back to the United States and met my grandfather on the boat, and they got married two weeks later. And whatever, their lives were, I can't even imagine. It was shit for quite a while. Yeah. And yeah, you retire. You want to deal with some bratty little grandkids or you want to go live a life? It's like, I can't, yeah. I don't blame them. And they weren't nasty by any means. They just, yeah, that is interesting because I feel like as a kid, I'm thinking of uh, as, as a kid that maybe I would think, why wouldn't they sort of put more effort into their grandkids? But then as thinking of an adult human that I am now, and thinking like I don't have any I mean I have a I have a duty to have a relationship with my grandkids of course but I, sh- I don't have to tap dance for them I'm an adult and they're a kid that's okay you know what I mean like it's kind of interesting I don't know whether it was this healthy or not but it, I kind of um, appreciate their boundary yeah I can too yeah I mean, especially now as a rational adult. that's what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know in even though they seem really old at that when you're a kid, 60, let's say it's not that old. It's like you can go around, you're mobile, you do things. Yeah. Yeah. Go live. My mom's running half marathons. She's 60 something. Yeah. Go live some life. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, just to illustrate some of the trauma, I guess. And my grandmother wasn't even around for the Berlin wall because she had gotten out like right after the war, which I know the wall was put up when they were dividing up Germany, but she was gone. and didn't have to live there. But I, when it came down, somehow I got a piece of it. I was in fifth grade, uh-huh. and I got a piece of the Berlin Wall, and she was there. Yeah. And I showed it to her, and she's get it away from me. Like, she hated it. Wow. Yeah, and as she was dying and had, uh, you know, dementia. Um, both my grandmothers had dementia. So I wonder if that's going to be happening. Anyway, uh, we, we can get into that <laughs> joyous part of it in a little bit. Uh, I, she would, like, have flashbacks to whatever, like, running from... Really? Authority, yeah. So, yeah, go live your life in Tucson. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. And then my mom's parents, I was very close to, and mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed their company. And then my grandparents on my dad's side, when I got older, lived close, and I would just go visit them. I feel out of obligation, like as a teenager, and that's kind of shitty. It's like, all right, you're here. You won't understand. I don't even trust my parents to understand anything in my life. Uh, (laughs) you really aren't going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go over and I have to hear how, uh, my grandmother's birthday was February 1st and mine's February 2nd. And I'm going to have to hear, we were almost born, almost born on the same day. It's like, yep, I know. I know. Which, yeah. You start talking to them like their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Now now who's the shitty one? (laughs) Who's not taking much interest? You know, the tables (laughs) have turned and now I'm not even saying they were shitty that I'm more shitty in that situation than they ever were. And those are the ones that lived closer that you were not as close to. They lived like um, a neighborhood over. Yeah. So, I mean, listen. Probably less of a drive. Sorry. In a different neighborhood, less of a drive than from my parents to my sisters in the same neighborhood. Right. (laughs) I mean, when an adult doesn't, you know, start investing in a kid, the kid is not going to grow up investing in the adult. You know, you're going to get what you give when it comes to kids yeah and i don't know if they were offended i don't know maybe they didn't care like hey here's some german cookies <laughs> they got thanks i'll eat these delicious 
I mean, my grandpa on that side was very into astronomy. So uh, I was also. And then he had a lot of books that I could steal. I would ask. <laughs> I wouldn't steal them. Yeah. And then I would read them. So uh, that was cool. My uh, grandmother was really into dollhouses. She would build dollhouses and she would, you know, uh, wallpaper the walls and decorate them. So her house had a bunch of dollhouses in it. And then when she died, there was, of course, like fighting amongst. She had seven kids. Um, so there was a bunch of fighting over my aunts and uncles about like, I'm getting this one. Were they worth something? Or no, are they just I sentimental? Think they just meant something, yeah. Just mean and something. That is such an old lady thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like crocheting. And I know that you And it's become like a Do you crochet as a, a crochet? You crochet. Do. You don't knit. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Those kind of activities then became I'm young and I'm gonna do this. Isn't that mm-hmm. ironic? Even though people genuinely enjoy it. Again, we were yeah. talking earlier about slang. I think it's the same way. It starts sure. out with, I'm going to do this thing to set me apart because why would someone my age be doing this? And then, yeah, there's real enjoyment in it. But I do feel like I don't want to take away from these things. Any hobbies or activities are uh, important, and, it, and I don't want to dismiss them. But sometimes it just seems like I started this thing because I was bored and I had no identity. So I just sure. had to sink myself into this activity. I built sure. dollhouses, which in its own right, great. Like I think that's a cool thing. But yeah, and who knows? I mean, now you're talking about motivation. Maybe I'm too cynical on that front. But, <laughs> but it's like, why are, why are no, some... No, no, I don't think you're cynical. I think you're looking for purpose behind but, something. Why were some activities associated with old age? Mm-hmm. Why were there grandmothers that did certain things? Yeah. And I guess well, listen, my... I'm not I'm not crocheting doilies. Well, you should crochet too because you enjoy it. It doesn't matter. I'm not. But what I'm dis- saying is, there's a difference between like maybe an old lady part of crocheting would be like crocheting little doilies or like crocheting a a skirt for a Barbie so that you could then put that over your extra roll of toilet paper on the back of your <laughs> toilet, which is what my grandmother had. It's a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> that toilet paper thing. Uh huh. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, I and then do they had this. she had the fancy soaps, you know, that were like seashells. <laughs> Which, and I was never sure if I was allowed to use. Yeah, them or that's not. what I was going to say. I was like, I don't know. If th- yes, those were prominent in grandparents, my grandparents' <laughs> house. I was like, I, is this even meant to be used? I don't know. It kind of was dusty. <laughs> it didn't seem like people used them. Would you call your grandparents? No, I don't want to talk about it. I don't. It's it's funny because that's the thing. As I got older, and if I was talking to my mom about her parents or my dad, I would just say, your mom, your dad. I stopped wanting to call them the name. They're, they're just the standard name. So, like, on my mom's side, it was Pop Pop. <laughs> and then Oma, which is German for grandma. Okay. So that's not really that outrageous. Why are you writing no, this Pop down? Because I thought it was cute. And then on the other side, it's a, it's a variation of pop pop. It's poppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I can see why you didn't want to say. Go and ahead. And mom, mom, mama. <laughs> <laughs> I got at some point. I got too old to say these things, <laughs> and so I just stopped. Even when they were alive, and I would go, I would just refrain. I think I was yeah. trying to call them like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Um. Mama? <laughs> where did they come from these well okay oma 
I understand. But like, where did Poppy and Mom Mom and why are they different? Well, I guess to differentiate, pop-ups common. You hear that all over the place. True. That was used in Arrested Development. What's his name? Uh-huh. The kid who plays the same character every single time. Michael. Yeah. Michael. What's, I can't remember his George name. George Michael. Yeah, what was his, what's his real name? Michael Sarah. Um, Michael Sarah. Yeah, that was, the, that was the name that they... Pop Pop. That's yeah. fine. Listen, I'm not judging Pop Pop. Oh, you've Same. judged. Yeah, all right. I judged. You made me Where did say, Mom Mom come I don't, from? I have no clue Maybe Maybe because you're the oldest. Wait, you're not the oldest cousin. No, there's one older than me on that side. Okay, well, maybe somebody couldn't say grandmom. So it's like, mom, mom. Well, it was never mom, used. Mom. I don't think anyone ever said grandma. Oh, okay. So I always said grandma. And I don't have a word for grandpa because... Because he was dead. I mean, we call my dad grandpa. But yeah, I think, my, I think yeah. that stuff's fine. Grandma, grandpa. Grand, Peepaw. Grandma, no. Peepaw. No. Papa. Here I am judging now. No. Meemaw. Meemaw and Peepaw. No way. The, 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 I've heard that. Have you heard that? Oh, yeah. Of course I've heard yeah, them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we grew up in the South. The names I used were much better than those stupid redneck names. Yeah, Mom Mom is way better <laughs> than Meemaw. Don't you disgrace her. Mom Mom. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I just shut down at some point. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. I can't bring myself to say this i don't i don't even know when it happened i know what you mean because i feel like if i were even at your house i don't know how comfortable i would be saying your parents names to them like calling out greg (laughs) you know i'd be like hey uh," or maybe i'd go find them so i didn't have to call out to them uh, because my dad's name, anyone doesn't know, is also Greg, but I'm not a junior, so how dare you don't attach that to me. No, not just that, but your mom, too. I don't know. I'd feel nervous. I understand say. what you're saying. Yeah, what is that? Um, and Because you don't feel like an adult yet. Yeah, I guess. Somewhere inside you don't, because when you're a kid, you're not supposed to. Or you, growing up in the South, you would call people by their first name, but you put a Miss or Mister in front of it. Yeah, Mr. Greg. Yeah, that was a common thing. Uh, I make the kids do that. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing that, you know, kids don't address adults by their first name unless it's yeah. that way. But it, it, Yeah, you're right. I guess it feels like calling my teachers by their first name. Yeah, I think, think yeah, if I came across any of my teachers from yeah. elementary school and I was hanging out with them, I wouldn't call them by hi, their first name. Hi, Mr. Foot. I would never call him. <laughs> hi, Dale. <laughs> yeah. That's it. They live somewhere in there. Shout out to Mr. Foot. South Gwinnett. It depends, teacher. <laughs> it depends on what your relationship with the people is and someone yeah. else's parents that yeah. that lives in your brain in a spot. And you're like, no. Parents of a peer will never be my peers. Will never be my peer. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you befriended someone. Oh, yeah. The same age. You wouldn't care. Like the same Actually, age as your parents. I still call... My neighbor, Eugene, I call him Mr. Eugene. Well, Out of respect for him, I think, because I just know he's older. I guess so. Yeah, but you're not really friends with that guy. You're, you're high, nice to see yeah. you friends. Oh, you're right. It's not like, it's not, yeah, 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 yeah. My friend Paul Cavalcante, I don't say, hi, Mr. Paul. No, you're right. Paul's almost 60. Yeah. Or how, hi, Mr. Howard. Yeah. You're 67. <laughs> you don't call Eric. Yeah, Mr. 
Eric's 56. Mr. Eric. Mr. Eric. Mr. Eric. Can I talk on the radio sometimes? So my, Can you uh, not shoot me down constantly? <laughs> up the- okay, sorry. <laughs> Airing your grievances on our show. Yeah. <laughs> on your job at the other radio show. Oh, yeah. Do you guys want to hear a Patreon where I just bitch? My, um, neither of my grandmothers drove. Really? Ever? No, they never got driver's licenses. Because my other grandmother, my mom's mom was from Austria. Uh-huh. She grew up in Linz, Austria, which is Hitler's hometown. That's where he was Sucks. born. <laughs> they, they, uh, I went there to visit, which because I was over there for work in Germany. I was like, I'm going to go. There's a great aunt that I have mm-hmm. in Austria. I was like, I'm going to go visit. So I took the train and, uh. I liked it. I liked that town. And then she showed me the house my grandmother grew up in. And uh, there was a church that my grandmother said she remembered the bells ringing in. So I got video of that and sent it. And apparently it made her cry because she never went (gasps) back after she left for the States, after she met my GI grandfather when he was stationed over there. Um, That's really nice. But no, no, uh, I mean, it's not a surprise, but it's like, yeah, it's like, I know that this is Hitler's hometown. And I don't expect you to actually call that out in any way whatsoever. But when you're there, it feels like it's like, he's going to pretend, huh? You're just going to pretend that this isn't where he was born. Really? Well, what are they supposed to do? Exactly. Walk around with a shirt that that's, says like, that's what I mean. I'm aware. That, yes. <laughs> I think that's what I want. It's like, I know. Yeah. Which is seemingly what a lot of Germans do with World War II, just proactive. It's like, I don't agree with what happened. I was like, I would assume. Yeah, so you said that you were hanging out with some Germans and they told you that. They like went out of their way to tell you. Yeah, when I had a cousin and I just call her a cousin. We're related somehow, but it's like, I yeah, don't yeah. know what the official designation is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And uh, she's like a year older than us. So I went and hung out with people our age and proactively. I don't agree. It's like, I, I, you know what? By default, I'm going to tell you that. I wouldn't assume that you agreed, but yeah. you can't escape that history. And obviously, I guess I wanted that going to to Linz, yeah. Austria. It's like, I want you to tell me that you're I embarrassed mean, that he was born here, that you love your town because it's beautiful and I do like it. But I want you to tell me you're embarrassed. Right. <laughs> Which It's like you didn't need it checked off, but you appreciated <laughs> it being checked off. And I guess at the time, you know, during... Leading you know up what? To the if war. we went into if we went to Europe right now, maybe I'd be like, yeah, I'm not down with what's happening right now, you know, with the president and everything. Like, oh yeah, cool, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna steer away from politics just because we don't bring it up on the show. But I understand your point. Yeah. So I'm. I what I'm saying is I understand why they did that. Yeah. Again, you didn't. <laughs> I don't think it required that much debt. I understood why they weren't doing that. I was just expressing this uh, um, kind of outrageous desire, unwarranted, like, why? Why aren't you doing this for me? <laughs> Telling yeah. me, why aren't you living in shame? Which, again, okay. Yeah, this town should be uninhabited. <laughs> just out of respect. Wait, out of disrespect? Out of principle. Okay, there you go. Yeah, edit that out. So anyway, no, I'm not. I didn't mark the time. <laughs> it's not being edited. Mark out. it. So, you know, and my as I established, my other grandmothers, has, neither of them got driver's licenses. Neither learned to drive. And I just assumed as a kid that grandmothers weren't allowed to drive. 
Oh, that's funny. And then when I found out my friend's grandmother drove, it blew my mind. I thought rules are being broken. Uh, This (laughs) is, what is this? This is insane. This is absolutely insane. Your grandmother's picking us up. This is not allowed. That's interesting. So uh, when did they start to get dementia? Well, as you were an adult or as a kid even? No, I mean, as when I was an adult. Yeah. I... Yeah, this is the thing. As they got older, and my inability to deal with that, outside of the dementia, but just them getting older and getting closer to dying, and right. I just avoided. I stopped talking to them as much and visiting. Like when I first moved to New York, I would go to Philadelphia quite often and visit my grandparents. I liked going down there. Um, it would hurt their feelings if I stayed in a hotel. Sometimes I would stay at their place. Other times, like, I'm staying at a hotel in the city, but I'll... Uh, it would hurt their feelings? Yeah, I guess they didn't understand why I wouldn't stay there, but that's just my yeah. weirdo nature. I don't like really staying in anyone's house. Right. F- feeling like I'm imposing or I can't do my thing or be myself or whatever. hmm Which is, you know, neurotic. <laughs> yeah, get over that. So anyway, yeah, I, as this began, as their deterioration began, or just even with age... I don't know. Am I? Do I regret it? Maybe not so much, which sounds shitty. I uh, do. I think about what it'd be like if I. Well, I will be in that position, old at some point, unless I die. You know, accidentally or of a disease. Right. I think about what it's like to be in that spot and then have people stop talking to you. Yeah. So that's where. I mean, I shouldn't say that I don't regret it i just the feeling isn't necessarily there when my grandmother's with dementia like i, I don't know how much they picked up on which is right. weird it's like how much of you is in there you get glimpses of it yeah like you're there somewhere yeah what's be, their reality yeah what is glimpses? it what is it like in your head and that in its yeah. own right was hard for me to deal with but see this is making it about me it's like i don't like this makes me feel uncomfortable i don't really want to be around this what about them what if they can right. still think somewhat clearly and they know that you're not coming around? That's shitty. What an awful thing to do. Right. Uh, so my mom, nope, my grandma, uh, who died in 96, she died in this real sort of crazy way. Um, she was up here in Maryland and uh, she was like, she had some early signs of dementia. And so all the siblings, you know, were really worried and there were uh, three uh, three siblings living in Georgia that said, let's move her down to Georgia. Um, we'll put her in Lawrenceville because my parents lived in Lawrenceville. Everybody lived, all the three siblings lived in Lawrenceville. So let's move her into a, a, a house here where we can just be closer and help like rotate, you know, who is helping her and looking out for her. So um, we moved her down and... Uh, she was doing weird things like she was buying uh, frozen dinners for her husband who had been dead since 1981. You know, like she was just doing these strange little things. And then there was one evening where we were celebrating my cousin Heather's birthday. And my aunt Marge had said, like, I haven't been able to get in touch with mom, with with my grandma. And it turned into she uh, got in her car and just drove off. She went 
Uh, what we suspect she was doing was maybe looking for uh, there was a McDonald's in Lawrenceville uh, that she was that her new house was close to. And up in Maryland, where we from the house we moved her from, uh, there was also a McDonald's there. And so we think that she went looking for the McDonald's or something. She was hungry, but she couldn't find it. And then she got lost and then she just kept driving. And uh, this was all during the Olympics. Uh, so it was really weird. I remember her being missing and all of us over at my Aunt Marge's house. And I was just upstairs. What well, my, my Aunt Marge is like the computer. You know, back then when people didn't know about computers that well, I guess. <laughs> she she was the one that like had Photoshop and stuff. So she was making flyers, you know, for her missing mom. And I remember seeing her cry and how like, whoa, it's really, it was a lot. What were you thinking? 14-year-old self. I don't know. I was just like, man, what is happening? Where is she? Why aren't we finding her? You know, it was like days, weeks. And I remember going downstairs after all of that and seeing, like, watching the opening ceremonies in Atlanta, you know, and it was like this really beautiful sunset. And we were all saying, like, I hope grandma's looking at the sunset right now. And, yeah, it was really, really scary. So then, you know, different sets of cousins and aunts and people, you know, were looking for her all around Georgia. Um, and they found her car at the, the end of a road. And she had groceries in the car. So she had stopped for groceries and she had it, like they were suspecting that like she had um, she was hungry, you know, because she bought like sort of treats and strange things that like cat food stuff that she didn't, she didn't have a cat. Um, and then she walked probably like through the woods, through those woods at the end of the, that dirt road. And um, she just like laid down. She like took all her clothes off, which apparently is like a dementia thing. Um, she took all her clothes off and laid down. They said her glasses were like next to her, like folded up nicely next to her, next to her clothes. And uh, and she died. I don't know how she died, but she just died. And then it was, you know, it was the Summer Olympics. It was really hot and it was difficult, I think, to identify her. Stuff like that. It was really a crazy time that's yeah that's awful yeah what a way you know what a way for someone to i mean i i feel like the dementia at some point like that must be really helpful because if you have all your faculties you're like are you fucking serious this is how it's gonna end i'm in this woods and i'm lost i feel like i'm i i wonder if it must be scary it seems like people know though like i don't know what happened to your grandmother and you don't want to think the worst of what happened when she lays down it's a hot summer and you know who knows what comes along with that um but then my grandmother just died apparently she told my aunt that that she has dementia but then she says something in german and says uh, that she's gonna die and that that was it next day she died really so i there's something there and maybe you know and maybe you are tired you're like all right i'm done yeah so when I was uh, drowning that time, uh, I remembered being really tired and the feeling of letting myself drown felt like, I think I've, I've explained this before on the other shows or whatever, but 
You know that feeling when you're laying down on your couch and you're going to take a nap and you're watching TV and you just turn the other way on your couch and you feel like, yes, this nap's happening. Like, I don't even care about watching the TV anymore. I'm napping. It felt like that. It felt so good to just give up. You're um, also physically fighting drowning. Yeah. So Yeah, but, but, the, but the, it, at some point, I guess the uh, relief of, of, of not fighting anymore outweighed the scariness of dying like the dying the scariness of maybe possibly for real drowning seemed much more appealing than continuing to fight and i remembered that feeling of like no i have to keep fighting and you know when people say people are in the hospital and like she's fight she's a fighter you know like they're fight she's fighting to live or i was like yeah that's a real thing like you have to fight to not go to sleep you know to stay awake which is really like not die stay alive it seems like your brain at first does everything in its power to keep itself alive. And then maybe it knows the guy, this fight is not worth it anymore. There's no winning it. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's just end, uh, end it as quickly as possible and then flood your, it gets a, you get a flood of endorphins and the yeah. end. And if that's, yeah, it's if, almost like my body knew, like you're going to feel real good. If you can be so that. lucky to go that way, then I'm not saying it's ideal to go drown, but I'm saying out of all the ways you could die that are painful, if you can just have your brain flood itself with endorphins and then you drift off, there are probably many worse ways. That was the point in that. Well, I hope that that's what happened with my grandmom. Yeah, on this, uh, you know, we're ending it on such a happy note. Yeah. Which is where (laughs) we can talk about your kids because your kids are young and your parents are there Mm -hmm. and they're excited. And little do they know what's to come in life. So let them enjoy these these moments in this time. Yeah. No, that's true. Before one day they have their own podcast and they talk about uh, such negative things. Well, it's, I don't feel I don't feel like it's negative. Well, it's not negative in the sense that the events aren't negative or the way we're talking about them. Yeah. I guess it's negative in that it's a downer. Yeah. Which people don't they maybe those two terms are conflated downer and negative doesn't necessarily have to be negative, but you know what I mean. Listen, without I'm trying to change experiences. What? I'm just trying to not always be so dark. <laughs> Wait, how are you offsetting the darkness by I'm by ending this on a higher note. Your kids are oh, excited. Okay. Their grandparents are there. They're going to eat candy to their heart's content. Yes. And play. They are so excited. Play bubble that, pop. That, yeah, to play stupid trolls pop bubbly pop game on their iPads. Get spoiled by them all that the excitement and i'm all for it you know my relationship with my parents has really changed as i've you know gotten into therapy and sort of changed my mind about life a little bit (laughs) maybe a lot of it and uh yeah my relationship with my parents has totally changed so i feel much more relieved when they're here than before before there was like a lot of tension inside of me where you know if they they're saying for like a week or more they're staying for a week and some day and a day and i think that previously in my previous mindset i would have just it had been on the inside of my body had been like a rag that you're just twisting slowly and slowly and that's tighter and tighter and then i can't take it anymore whereas now i'm like eh, that's cool <laughs> Whatever. my previous mindset going back to when i was a kid my yeah. grandparents stayed a week and a half. I'd be really excited. And now the thought of anyone staying a week and a half, it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> but that's just me. 
I'm sure you appreciate the help and the kids are happy. So, oh yeah, that's yeah. It's great. It's great having grandparents around. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, please like, and subscribe. We saw some, uh, new review, uh, a new review, new, st- new, uh, ratings come in. It was the highlight of my week. Yes. Greg was very excited. So make Greg happy and rate and review the show. Please tell your friends about our show. If you think it's cool. And, um, anything else? Oh, hot sauce, blah, blah, blah. Pop and pepper. One topic, 15. Sure. They 50% love that off. cell. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Listen, I've sold it enough and we have a commercial at the end. So love you guys. Uh, go squeeze your parents if they're grandparents and go squeeze your grandparents. Always make alive. it awkward. You have so many. I counted six different outs. <laughs> oh, man. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local pepper so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's got to be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana-style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.